Blog Talk Radio. Just type in Reconnect My Heart Podcast and you'll be able to listen in. 
just in case you want to see the video version of Reconnect My Heart, <clears throat> excuse me, you can go to Reconnect My Heart, excuse me, you can go to Reconnect My Heart Podcast.com. Reconnect My Heart Podcast.com and you'll be able to see the video version. I'm so glad that everyone came in and I appreciate y'all allowing me to be in your homes today. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and go straight on to the show on today. Have you ever went to the store but forgot what you went to the store for? <laughs> it's, it's funny, but sometimes you already have these plans of what you're going to get. And as soon as you get to the store, especially you don't write it down, you, you just forget. And so you walk around the store not knowing and trying to remember what you are supposed to be forgetting. And the funny thing is those are very frustrating moments that we may face. But when you think about it, uh-oh, let me, I want to make sure there's no feedback. Okay. But when you think about it, oh cut it off. Okay. But when you know what you're looking for, there is a sense of fulfillment because you know what you're looking for. You understand the value of it and the purpose of it for the specific task. Well, just like in a relationship, some folks find themselves being in a relationship but still wondering why there is no fulfillment. Hmm. So on this show, we're going to talk about identifying some missing ingredients in a relationship. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called, I'm Missing Something. I'm Missing Something. When you need more than love. Mm. When you need more than love. Now, some people, they may say, well, you know, love is all you need in a relationship. And especially, I want to speak to these single folks. Now, first, what I always talk about, let's first talk about the meaning of love. Now, let's think about first, not what love is. Let's first identify what love ain't. Love ain't controlling. Love ain't manipulation. Love is not being selfish. It's being selfless. So <clears throat> I know, I've, and I've heard so many people, especially within the past few years, I've been ministering to a couple of people, and the first thing when they in a toxic relationship, and especially, um, I'm explain later on, uh, later on about this, uh, the significance of this day in my life. <clears throat> but um, I would hear some people say the excuse, "Well, because I love him, or I love her," and I'm asking them, "What love got to do with this?" Okay, every time I see you, you have a black eye, but you say you love him. But you make an excuse saying that he loves you. But if you look in the mirror, that ain't love that he's displaying on you. Well, that missing ingredient, let's first find out. And and I, I do want to say this disclaimer. Ultimately, this is a Christian podcast 
And a lot of my target, I'm speaking abroad pertaining to specific situations and different things we deal with in life. But I really want to make sure that I address the people that are professing to be saved. In other words, I want to speak to the church because oftentimes we deal with issues. And if you look at it, people who ain't saved, they deal with the same issues that we do and vice versa. Unlike those that are outside of the church, those that are outside of the church, they may go get resources for help. But we within the body of Christ, we sweep things under the rug. I'm not saying all of them, but some of them. Some of them, they think that they could just shut their way out of that domestic violence relationship and not get the local authorities involved. Hmm. So I want to speak to my fellow brothers and sisters that just in case someone that may be watching that may not be saved. I want you to know that God is a healer and a deliverer, and he's here to save everyone that want to be saved. And that's what I want to address, because like I say, a lot of time when we get to the church, we don't talk about certain things, but not realizing sometimes we, we think that it doesn't happen within our church. Unfortunately, not only is it happening within our church, not only is it happening within our communities, sometimes it's happening in our family and even in our own home. So we, ha- I believe in us addressing some situations, addressing some things. Well, you know, we're not going to be talking about it. Yes, we do need to talk about it. And I'm going to say it like this. The Bible addresses everything pertaining to life and godliness. The Bible addresses everything, but we a lot of times we don't. And that's what God's people need to do. Start bringing and sounding the alarm of things that are ungodly. Like I always say, one scripture I always stand on, when Jesus said, I have given you everything pertaining to life and godliness. Life meaning eternal life and godliness meaning godly living here on earth. We always sing the song, oh, you know, when I get to heaven, I'm going to sing and shout. I'm going to tell God all about my problems and troubles. Forget that. You need to tell him right now. And like I said, these are the things that we have to bring up. So, yes, what we're dealing with right now are things that a lot of people that love the Lord, that may be saved, that may be going to church, but they're dealing with some things and they may be in a relationship that is unhealthy. So <clears throat> so with that being said, the mission ingredient, let's first, like I said, identify what love ain't. Like I said, love ain't selfish. Love will not control or manipulate you. Love is not, love is not withholding themselves nor deep. Uh, suppressing you. It's not suppressing you or depressing you. Love, what love is? Love is selfless. First of all, if you look at 
John three sixteen says, "For go for for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life or have an eternal life." Now, for God, let's say for God loved the world. Did it say for God loved the world? Yeah, He loved us. But how much did He love us? For God so loved the world. That word "so" it puts love at a different level, in a different realm. And because love being in a different realm, look at the result. The result of that kind of love was what? A sacrificial love. He gave his only begotten son. He gave his unique son that who shall ever believe in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So if we believers has received Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, based upon John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Now, I'm not omitting by confession, you know, Romans 10 and 9. I'm not, I'm not denouncing that. That's important. But what I want you to think about, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, a sacrificial love, selfless, not selfish. So when you look at if we accepted Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, and we as men, we as men are supposed to be the head, are supposed to be the spiritual leaders, are supposed to be the covering, then I want y'all ladies to ask yourself, just as Jesus gave us sacrificial love, are you as a young lady receiving sacrificial love from that God that you say that you love? Let me flip the script. From that God that you say loves you. Hmm. I want you to think about that. Well, some may say, some young ladies, well, see, what he does, and, and this is me, and I, I'm going to get on my soapbox now. I'm so tired of females making excuses for sorry dudes. Let's be honest. A lot of young ladies make excuses for guys. And when I try to talk to you and a female trying to tell me what a man thinks, what a man needs, and I'm telling you, no sugar, you are not who he needs. You are not. Look, he's not who you deserve, and you don't deserve him. Because you coming in you coming in trying to change him, and he just trying to use you. I'm going to say this what I heard. This was a great saying. Oftentimes, we would hear the terminology, well, you know, you got to accept a person for where they're at. No, 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 no. You don't accept or acknowledge them at where they're at. You accept based on where you met them at. I'm not just talking about a physical location. I mean, right where they at, right where they at, mentally, emotionally, all this stuff. You got to look at right where they at, right where they were at. And if they never change, would you be willing to accept that? Now, I know some people, well, you know, all they need is a good woman. All they need is a good man. Well, actually, that's not relationship. That's ministry. 
let's be real. There's a lot of people that go into relationships thinking that they can change a person. And in actuality, that's not a relationship. That's ministry. Or, let's be honest, it's parenting. Hmm. So if you're not willing to accept them as right where they were at, where you met them at, you don't need them. Or they don't need you. And I'm going to say this, just because that person may be willing to be with you, date you, may want to talk to you, that does not mean that you let your guard down for you to receive them. Because you might be the ideal young lady for them, but they might not be the ideal man for you. And you got to be mature enough to acknowledge that. You know what? Thank you. But no thanks. That doesn't mean that, you know, oh, you being mean. No, you being honest. That's the difference. So many people, they feel like, well, you know, I don't want to be mean. Well, you know, I don't want to hurt their feelings. Look here. If their feelings get hurt because you're telling them the truth, that ain't your problem. It's theirs. And it ain't your responsibility to fix their problem. Mm. Shut the front door. So what you have to do, you got to be honest with them but most importantly, honest with yourself. Because whenever you're not honest with them, what you're doing, you're not allowing them to be free, not only for them to be with someone or possibly be with someone that may be better suited for them, but also for you to be free so that way you can be led to the one or the one that God has for you to come to you. One of the things I always say, God not going to give you who's for your heart when you still hold on to guys who's in your hand. Hmm. So you have to be honest with yourself. And like I said, that doesn't mean you're being mean. Just be honest. Be real. The most important thing you got to understand, <clears throat> time and purpose. When you understand your time and your purpose, how valuable your time and your purpose is, you won't be wasting your time allowing things that God did not authorize you to participate in or participate with people that he did not authorize you to. Hmm. Don't you know that there are some people, uh, matter of fact, I'm going to say it like this. This is something I thought about. I'm pretty sure there that young man, uh, Michael B. Jordan, he's a handsome young man. Yeah, he got a lot of great qualities going on for himself. Based upon what I know, I don't know him personally, but I just go by, hey, what I see from afar, you know, like he got it going on. Okay. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of young ladies that may be trying to put, look, petition for his heart petition for his attention but does that mean every one of them that is trying to pursue him does that mean that they are qualified for his attention much less his heart no you know matter of fact i thought about the other day i was watching uh the price is right and there's a lot of people that win the prizes but don't you know, even though they may, they may win the prize, they still don't hold on to the prizes. You know why? Because whatever prize that they win, they got to have the finances to pay for the taxes. 
And if they can't pay for the taxes, they don't keep the prize. So you have to understand that there are some people, even though, look, they might be looking at you, they might, oh, yes, hey, how you doing? Just be honest. And matter of fact, even if you're not dating anyone, if you're not in a position where you are right for a relationship, be honest and don't contaminate somebody else because you are not healed. Allow yourself to be healed first so that way you don't bleed on someone else. Hmm. So that's why it's so important for you to acknowledge, look, thank you, but no thank you, and keep it going. Don't thank you, but no thank you, and don't leave. Because what happened, as you begin to start playing around, now you're playing with that person's emotions. Not only are you playing with your own emotion, but you're playing the other person's person, person emotion, and then you, you could be leading them on. Matter of fact, I'm going to throw this out there. Yep, there are some people that may be watching, that may be doing Like I always say, we're going to keep it real here. First of all, there are some people that may be fornicating. Fornicating meaning having sex before marriage. Now, think about this. If a guy come and tell you, hey, you know what? I'm not looking for no relationship. You know, I'm looking for friends with benefits. You know how some people be saying. And then all of a sudden, you make an agreement with that person. Now, like I said, that doesn't mean that it's right. No. But you making an agreement with that person that all we're going to do, we're just going to kick and just have fun and blah, 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 blah. You already know in their mindset all they want is sex. But in your mindset, what you're thinking is, well, I'll get them some sex and, you know, eventually what I can do, I can pray about it and God can help their heart to turn where it can evolve into a relationship. And so all of a sudden now, you wham, bam, thank you, man. You receiving his goodness. Y'all, y'all doing having sex. All y'all doing having sex. And then you thinking, well, now because he called you more frequently, and now it, it seems like he give you some attention, now you possibly could be winning him over. And then all of a sudden, he thought, you know, kind of avoiding you. And now you find out he in a relationship with someone else. And now you realize not only he with someone, but he in a relationship with the person where he told you, you know, he's not looking for a relationship. Now you feel it in a certain kind of way because you were trying to convince him that, yeah, you know, you're the right one for him, but all of a sudden he met somebody that's going to stand their ground and say, oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm not getting to, you know, that kind of activity until I get married. Now, even though you giving him the prize, but she making that guy run the waste, which one he going to respect? The one that that's going to require him to do some things, require him, give him responsibility and boundaries, or the one that's just giving it as a complimentary? Which one he going to respect? It ain't you. And I want to I want to tell you this, just in case, ladies, la- I don't care how you put it on a guy, you can't make him fall in love with you. Now he can fall in love with the, with the sex. He can fall in love with the look with the mechanics of sex with your body, but he still won't respect your mind. 
He won't respect your heart. I'm letting you know. Like I said, now, throughout my years, I've worked in the jails. Like I always say, am I qualified to speak? Yes, I am. I'm qualified as a man to tell young ladies about guys. I can't tell a guy how a lady thinks. No, I can only give him the information based on what I hear other young ladies tell me and I can share. But pertaining to firsthand experience, oh, no, 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 no. Ladies, I can't give no firsthand experience how to be a lady. But I sure can tell a female what a guy thinks and how a guy is. Number one, I am a guy. But every guy ain't trying to get into female panties. And like I said, this is the conversation we need to have within the church. Because there's a lot of them sitting in the church. And you know what? Yeah, they may be single, but you don't know what's going on here. One of the things I always tell people You can tell when an alcoholic comes to church because if he's drunk, you can, you can smell the alcohol on him, and you can automatically think, okay, and, and especially if he's wobbling and, you know, falling asleep, oh, he's drunk. You can tell he's a drunker, okay? Um, the one that's, you know, drug addict, you know, he might come in high. He might come in smell like what he's been smoking, okay? But when it comes down to talk about lust and pornography, Look here, just say, hello there, good to see you, and you don't know what's going on in my mind. See, that's why it takes God to reveal to you. God want to reveal to you, but you got to be willing to accept what he reveals. And one thing, I always say this because this is so important, I always say this. We as human beings are the only creatures that God created that has his spirit. And also we live in a spirit realm. We're the only creatures that God created that live in two different worlds at the same time, the physical world and the spiritual world. The physical world right now, I'm in Dallas, Texas. Y'all can see me. How you doing? But the physical world or the physical, excuse me, the spiritual world, the spiritual realm. If you think about it, you can be at the house and get ready to go somewhere, and you get this even feeling like you don't need to go. You get this even feeling like, man, something ain't right. And it's like you foresee it's going to happen before you get there. You're like, nah, nah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to go ahead and go. And you make it there, and it's exactly the way you thought it was going to be before you physically made it there. Why is that? Because God was giving you the insight based upon the spiritual realm, what was over there before you physically made it there. And God be trying to show us things and tell us things. Don't you know that person, I'm going to throw it out there, that person that you were last with that did your own, don't you know God showed you some red flags before they even came to the scene? Yeah. Because God always warned us, the Bible tells us that warning comes before destruction. And a lot of times we just think that pertaining to 
all uh, 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 this or that. But don't you know, God will forewarn us about things, even pertaining to things that we may be entering into, and that also includes relationships. So God be trying to show us some things. Look, God be trying to hip us up on some things, but we fail. We miss it. And God does not want us to be naive about things. God wants us to be sharp and alert. And so understanding what love is, going back to that, what love is, like I said, we think about it in the Bible, you know, love is patience, love is kind, you know, love is, you know, has your best interest at heart. Think about that. And so, matter of fact, I, I didn't get a chance to, I didn't get a chance to uh, log on. I was going to make sure I see the, uh, this. But I want you to think about God, God, first of all, never intended for us to be struggling and straining in a relationship. Oftentimes, when people are going through in a relationship, most people, they be saying, well, you know, uh, you know, we got we got some things going on, but it ain't. We got some things going on. No, you got some things going on. This person is causing, look, this person is sabotaging your relationship or y'all relationship. This person is doing some things that is unhealthy. This person doing some things that's causing the relationship, that's causing problems within the relationship. So that ain't y'all problem. That's your problem. But what you have to understand if you deal with someone where if relationship is like a ship, and that's what it is, relationship. If your ship of relation has someone that's rowing the opposite direction of where you're trying to go, then you got the wrong co-partner. You got the wrong partner. But what do you do? Instead of us, hey, kicking a person out, we are hold on to them and wondering why the ship is sailing. And oftentimes what happens while the ship is sailing, they'll get the life jacket and take your life jacket and take it with them and go off the shore while they allow you to sink with the ship. But that's who you choose. Hmm. This one hit my spirit the other day. God was letting me know that person that's trying to petition for your heart is like a politician. <clears throat> if you notice, right now we're in the election period, and and those that are petitioning for that position, <clears throat> what they're trying to do, they're trying to give a good sales pitch. They're going around trying to meet people, introduce themselves to people, shaking hands, kissing babies, all that stuff. They're trying to be elected for that position. But there are some that have been in that position, but they don't have your best interest at heart. They have their best interest at heart. In other words, when they go and they petition for that position, that position that they're petitioning for put them in a higher plateau. It put them in a higher plateau where they are to, quote, unquote, dictate. They are the one that's supposed to govern authority. We hiring people that are supposed to represent us. But do we know who we hiring? 
Do we know who we are electing our best, our best interest at heart? Do we really know? Oftentimes, we don't know some of those politicians personally. Now, I'm going to speak a little bit about you know the politician part, but I'm using it also as a metaphor of relationship partner. Most of the time, we're just guessing. The people that we choose in our life, it's like us going to the ballast and just, you know, blindly taking off a person. And when they get into that position, then all of a sudden you find out, wait a minute, this person said that they were, they were going to be making sure this go forth, that go forth, and they ain't doing nothing. And then all of a sudden you find out, oh, they've been embezzling money. They've been doing this. They've been doing that. And now you're like, wait a minute. That person lied on me. That person lied to me. That person deceived me. All that person wanted was my vote. Hmm. Other words, all they wanted was that position. So that way, when they get into that position, let's just say, for example, in some offices, when they get into a certain position, after they have served a term, they sit for the rest of their life. So my question is, let me ask you this, that person that's petitioning for your heart, petitioning for your attention, petitioning for what's in between your legs, every time you give in, you give them your vote. (laughs) When you give in to their commands and their demands, you're giving them their vote. You're giving them their, their vote. You're allowing them to get into that office. And then what happened, they begin to take everything that they can for what they have access to of you. And then what happened after they have ran their course, served their term, what do they do? They take everything that they could from you and they go somewhere else and allow someone else to enjoy what they took from you. Hmm. Can't say amen, say ouch. So what you got to think about is who are you electing? And uh, like I said, think about it. If you think about it in the terms of election, and when you think about they're supposed to have, like I said, your best interest at heart, they're supposed to have, uh, they're supposed to protect you, they're supposed to be your voice. And I'm going to say it. There are some young ladies, they are choosing guys in their life that is not qualified for the position. The only, why, the only reason why they have that position is because you're giving in based upon their potentials. And ladies always say, and of course it's guys or girls, but the majority of the time it's the females. It's the females because they're so freaking desperate it's like they just, well, you know, I'm going to say it like this. One of the worst mistakes a female can do is to give, is you as a girlfriend to give your boyfriend wife material. I've seen so many times a female that's in a relationship, ain't talking about marriage, in a relationship, but they reading books on how to be a submissive wife, how to be, how to be this, how to be that kind of wife. And you might be wife material. But you're not choosing a guy that is husband material. No. And you wonder why things are going on. 
I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to throw this out there. I had a discussion about this some time ago. And I say this. There are some people, I'm going to say, ladies, once again, there are some young ladies that are in relationships with guys Monday through Saturday. They're in a relationship with the guy Monday through Saturday. And when they go to church, they're actually seeing their spiritual side guy. What am I talking about? Oftentimes, that young lady that's in a relationship with someone that is dealing with a man, that in a relationship with a man that's not at the caliber that they really want, but they trying to hold on to them, praying, or want guys to talk to them and pray for that guy to try to help him to be a better man. And like I said, we ain't talking about you being married either. I'm talking about in a relationship. I'm talking about in dating. And you try, look, you hold on to that guy and you have him Monday through Saturday. But then when you get to church on Sunday, you see that spiritual leader, and it could be your pastor. And you are emotionally invested into him, and you have emotional um, courtship with him. And it don't have to be deliberate, but you realize that there's a key there's a key component in the relationship that you're in. There are some missing ingredients in that dude that you say that you love or that you like, but he's not qualified to be your, not just your spiritual leader, but even your, even your emotional leader, even your physical leader. And a lot of females within the church feel like, well, you know, uh, the Bible says sanctify wife, sanctify husband, and don't even understand what that scripture simply means. I'm going to say it. In that verse, Sanctify wife, sanctify husband. First and foremost, when the word of God was going forth, when it came forth, there were couples that were together, or there might be one spouse that was there, and they received the word of God, and they accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, and they went back home. They were a believer, and they went back home, but they were with a non-believer. And so that's when they asked the apostle, you know, what do we do? Now that we accept that Jesus has our person Savior, now we are believers, but I have an unbelieving spouse. What do we do? And they said that if the spouse want to leave, hey, shoot them the deuce. But if their spouse want to stay, hey, let them stay. But understand the very most the very most important thing to understand is first and foremost before the word of God went forth and one of the one of the couples was saved, understand they were married. Think about it, happily married. In other words, their problem was not within the marriage at first. The situation was first of all salvation. They had a salvation problem, but that doesn't mean that they were not, they they had a marriage problem. So understand, that's what that verse means. In other words, they, were, they weren't uh, in a toxic, they weren't in an abusive relationship. But, you know, it could have been a husband, it could have been a wife. But understand, they were compatible from the very beginning. But you going into the relationship incompatible with that person, 
you causing not just yourself a disservice, you causing them a disservice. So understand, first and foremost, love ain't hard. But talking about the missing ingredient, understanding that God is going to let you know what's missing. One thing we always say, if you look in the Bible, Jesus was Jesus was invited to the wedding, but Jesus needs to be invited into your marriage and also into your courtship. So first and foremost, understanding there may be some missing ingredients, and some of the missing ingredients could involve not knowing yourself. You got to know who you are before you invite someone else into your life. Know who you are. Know your boundaries. Know who you are. Know who you will accept and know who you will not accept. When you don't know who you are, don't you know you're subject to allow anything and anybody to come into your life, to come into your heart, to come into your to come into your mind? Not everybody is qualified. Also understanding the missing ingredient, it could be, first of all, like I said, the first and most important thing to know is having Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. That's first and foremost. And also what happens when you have Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, he will, quote, unquote, pull on your spirit and nurture you to let you know some things that are of him and some things that are not of him. God will not intentionally have you to go to anything blindly. Now, what may happen God is not going to go against your will. You keep on you keep on playing with fire, he's going to say, okay, well, he's going to remove his hand. And you can't blame God. God, why did you let me do that? Uh-uh. He tries to, he tries to let you know, hey, this ain't one. Hey, this is not the right one. But what happens, oftentimes, we're going by our feelings. We're going by our emotions. And one of the things I always say, love Love is not a, 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 a noun. Love is a verb. Get this. When you say, I love them, I love them, what you're saying is the result is the feeling or the emotion of love. The word love is actually, number one, love is a verb. Love is an action word. But also understanding love is the, quote-unquote, is the result of something. Love is the result of something. Now, what is that love the result of? Love of is a result of trust with how a person treats you, what the person does for you, but also what a person is, all those things combined, and if they have proven themselves, it will equal the feeling of trust and security. What does that mean? That means love. Some people, well, I love them. I love them. I want you really break down what you're saying. You love them. Why? Well, you know, they 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 you know, they got a good heart. That ain't good enough. I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people. <laughs> that 
that's in jail that got a good heart, but they got a selfish heart, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Now, one thing I always say, just because somebody in jail doesn't mean that they're a bad person. That doesn't mean that they're guilty. There's a lot of people that are in jail that are innocent. So, with that being said, I want you to understand there's a lot of people. Matter of fact, Robin Hood. Robin Hood, he stole from the rich and gave to the poor. But he was a thief. <laughs> you know, I may not have much, but if my neighbor... They got a million-dollar home, and they got money, and I know they keep their money in their drawer. Me breaking into their house, taking their money, and, you know, buying me some stuff and buying the neighbor that's down the street some stuff because I know they may be short of, short of some money. Is that a, oh, oh, you did the right thing. He did, uh-uh, I did an illegal thing. Call it what it is. So you can't have no, quote-unquote, um, Robin Hoods. In your heart for a relationship, thinking, well, you know, they just misunderstood. Like I say, it's so many women that make excuses for guys and not realizing you being fooled. Look, guys will play upon your emotions. I'm going to flip the script again. I can speak about that because I'm a guy and I've heard. And like I said, me working in the jail, I worked on all the floors. I worked on the um, uh, floors where the pimps were at. Yeah. So I know. I've confessed to me. And not just inmates. I've had people that always confess to me about stuff. I was a kid growing up, up until my adult life. Actually, all my life. I've always had people that I did not know to come and confess to me about things. They, they always said that I looked like I was someone that was easily... Listen, and I appreciate that. I've been like that all my life. And so I'm telling you, but also flipping the script, there are some females that will run game on guys. There are some females that will run game on guys. There are some females that mean guys no good. <clears throat> Matter of fact, I saw this post. Let me see if I can find it. I saw this post. Uh, the other day, and I was like, whoa. Let me see if I can find it. <laughs> I'm going to say it like this. Child, it bless my soul. Um, While, while I'm talking, I'm going to be looking for it. But, um, you know, there are some guys. There are some guys. They have young ladies in their life, and they know that the that, that young lady you know, it's not the right one for them. But some guys, you know, we talk about young ladies that pick uh, guys that are not on their caliber. There are some guys that pick young ladies that are not on their caliber. You know? And unfortunate part about it, it's bad, but oftentimes what happens? We just um, some just accept it. And that's not healthy. Matter of fact, um, man, I wish I was. I wish I was able to find it. Um, I'm gonna find it in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. Um, I'll find it. But um, just point blank, gotta be able to use wisdom. 
got to be able to understand the importance of choosing the right one. Choosing the right one. Um, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to see if I can... Um, I'm gonna see if I can try to remember what that what that post said. Um, the post said something like this. It said, um, "Man, I wish I could find it." I'm gonna see if I can kind of paraphrase. But the post said something like this. It said, "Some guy." Nah, you know what? I'm not gonna even quote it. I'm going to see if I can find it. God going God gonna to allow me to find it. God going to allow me to find it. I, you know what? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. I know exactly. Here it is. Thank the Lord. I knew it. This is what the post said. <clears throat> it said, stop telling fathers they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking mothers why he had to fight at all. <laughs> I'm going to read that again. I'm going to read it slow enough for us to let that marinate. Stop telling fathers they should have fought harder to see their children and start asking the mothers why he had to fight at all. Thank the Lord I had to find that. I I appreciate That was Miss Barbara Jones. Barbara Jones. She saw that on the side of the road. Thank you very much for that. So, it goes both ways. But I want you to understand every person, every person that's on the side of the of the relationship road ain't the one that you should be picking up. Every person that's on the uh, relationship road of life ain't the passenger you're supposed to pick up. There are some going in the opposite direction. There are some that may not even be ready to be picked up. One of the things I always think about, I always think about going to Krispy Kreme. When you go to Krispy Kreme Donuts, they always have that conveyor belt. Now, the person on the other side of the conveyor belt, they're getting the dough. They're making the, they're making the dough, and they're putting it on top of the conveyor belt. And as they go through the conveyor belt, there's the process where it end up being warm, and then once it's warmed, and then it goes through the glaze. And after it goes through the glaze, then it goes to the end, and the person picks the good donuts. They get their long, light toothpick and pick it out. Well, during the process of the dough being a conveyor belt, there are some doughs that don't develop into a healthy form donut, and they discard it. Even though they all come from the same dough, there's a person that's inspecting each one of the dough that's supposed to turn to a donut after they've gone through the process of the heat and the icing. And so after that, you think about this. If you want to choose a donut, you want to first make sure that that donut actually went through the process of going through the conveyor belt after it went through the process of being heated up, being glazed, and it 
performed properly. Because like I said, there are some that have gone through the process, but they are not formed. And what did a person do? Discard it. They understand not every dough going to form into a healthy donut for consumption. Well, if that's the case, if you try to choose that particular dough before it becomes a donut, first of all, if you eat it the way it is, you will get sick because of salmonella or E. coli. E. coli, yeah. So what you have to do, you have to see which ones make the cut. How do they make the cut? They make the cut by going through the process and allowing the inspector to let you know this is a good one. But if you try to choose, you may not be a donor connoisseur. You might get one that has not gone through the process or is not done all the way. Same thing pertaining to a person of interest pertaining to someone that you may desire for your heart. Same thing. And I I, want to make sure I bring this up because it's heartbreaking for people within the church to end up seeing for us to see someone that we're allowing us to see them in an unhealthy relationship, in a toxic relationship. And so going back, what are some ingredients that we may need that may be missing? We may not be aware of it. I want to tell you this. When you don't know your identity, that could be a void. Think about this. The missing ingredient, is there a void? Do you feel a void? That Look, that void, it may be. It may be uh, security. It may be um, not just security. It may be um, God may be showing you a red flag to let you know that that person is not of him. See, that, that miss or that void, it may be a warning sign that God is tugging on your spirit to let you know that, mm-mm, mm-mm. This person, this person is not is not of me. This person is coming to the table, but he's carrying something that is not for you. This person is coming to the table, but he's not for you. So of course there may be some it might be some missing elements. It might be some missing elements. Like I said, it might be trust issues. That person that person may not be trustworthy. This person may have secrets. This person may be deceptive. And one of the things I always tell people, deception, when you're dealing with a deceptive person, yeah, they may not lie to you, but they show not being truthful. They're not, they may not be uh, uh, coming, uh, coming forth truthful, come forth truthfully. That's something else I'm trying to say. They're not be uh, forthcoming with truth. That's what I'm trying to say. They're not be, they, may, they may not be forthcoming. See? When a person is honest and has your best interest at heart, oh, they will tell you, hey, look, I uh, just want to let you know, blah, 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 and give you the right to make a decision based upon all the data that they've given you. But a deceptive person, oh, no, what they're going to do, they're going to withhold information. 
So that way you can make a proper judgment or a proper decision. And they will only give you the narrative to make them look appealing or to not disclose the information so you will not know the whole truth pertaining to them or their actions or their act. And when a person does that, they're not truth. Look, they're not worthy of your love. They're not worthy of your time. One of the things I always tell people, it may take years to build up trust, but it can crumble within a matter of seconds. Trust. Now, that pertains to courtship or friendship. It doesn't matter. But understanding trust, when you say you love a person, why do you love a person? Why do you say you love that person? And you can't go on your feelings. Understanding, like I said earlier, love is a result of trust, of based on how they treated you, based on the spiritual security they give you. You can't omit that. What type of spiritual security are they giving you? Spiritual security, emotional security, mental security. Now, of course, you're not depending upon them to give it to you because you've already gotten it from God. But what it is, they come into the table with something. And I saw a video earlier today, not going to really dwell upon it, but I'm going to say it like this. Every person comes with a table. Every person comes with the table. Matter of fact, when you go out to eat, you could be sitting down, and whenever there's a party, a huge party, what do they do? They bring two small tables together and create a large table. You got to think about each person, you and the person that you may be interested in or the person that may be trying to pursue you. You coming to the table, and they are coming with a table. What are they coming with? You got to evaluate the physical, the mental, the emotional, but most importantly, the spiritual. What are they coming to the table? And you think about it. You coming to the table with things, and they coming to the table with nothing. So what are they going to do? They're going to be using your tools. They're going to be using your stuff that you have at the table, and it's not a guarantee they're going to be using it for you. Hmm. I'm going to say this. I have to say this. Um, I can call the person's name, but there was an entertainer that they've been advertising on this week, and that person is now dealing with some some uh, some issues. And that uh, somebody began to uh, share what that person have gone through. It's a young lady. What that person have gone through. That person was married, and they end up uh, having their husband as the manager and come to find out the husband end up taking that person money and end up getting another chick two houses down and giving the money to their side chick from the what they got from his wife. What he got from his wife and giving it to somebody else's home. Look here. 
That'll make somebody go crazy. That'll make somebody snap. But you think about it. Person, you you got to really examine. But most importantly, you got to discern. Because let's be honest. Sometimes we don't know people. And have you noticed? We can pick up on everybody else and somebody else's problem. We can pick up somebody else's spouse or somebody else's ex. But we fail to use that same principle in our own life. That's why God, you know, I always say this, and this pertains to gift and calling and um, um, the gifts that God has given us and stuff. <clears throat> don't you know those spiritual gifts God gives you, don't you know you need to use the same thing for your own life? It's not just pertaining to, uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I can prophesy, I can lay hands. That's fine and dandy. Yes, that's good. You can even prophesy in somebody else's life. God can give you this, uh, the word of knowledge. God can give you the word of wisdom. Because God can give you insight in, for somebody else's life. But also that same gift, he also expects you to use it in your own life. Imagine me being, uh, I'm prophet this, I'm prophet that, and I can I can see, I can speak in other people's lives, and God may be showing me something, and I can tell them, and I'll be right on the money. But I end up falling into booby traps and stuff. They're like, look, what what's wrong with you? The same God that's telling me about them, you're not using it for yourself? Come on now. Church, 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 church. All this gift that God's given us, it's time for us to use it in our own life. Yeah, I said it. Yeah. You know, it's time for us to stop being duped. It's time for us to stop being used. Like I said, regardless if it's relationship, courtship, or friendship, any type of ship, even if it's family ship. If God is telling you, hey, hey, don't do not do that for that person, you know, uh-uh. If God say no, you say no. But also, I, I got to say this, for some of them may be watching, just in case, just in case you tell somebody no, owe them an explanation. If you want to give it to them, that's you. You know, you got the right to tell them or to not tell them. But quit, quit trying to explain to people your boundaries, please. No, that's okay. Well, what's wrong? Am I thinking? Oh, you think you better up uh, witchcraft, witchcraft? You know what they're saying? Or you think you better? No. Don't get offended because you find out that hey, you may not be their cup of tea, and it's okay. Actually, when someone says no, this is what I had. This is what I learned. When someone says no, that's a good thing. That means they are freeing you so you can go to your yes. Hmm. You up here trying to argue, trying to plead with someone saying no. You trying to plead, you trying to be, and God is saying, hey, 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 you got to get up and go because that person waiting on you. Hmm. Think about it. <laughs> You you need in other words first you need the God as soon as someone said oh okay well I appreciate it thank you so much and keep on going <laughs> but don't well what about my heart no like in the Bible say like with the lepers they were healed as they went 
You just keep living. Keep living. Keep trusting God. Keep obeying God. And when someone say no, ain't nothing personal. Oh, okay. Well, I appreciate it. And keep on. Keep, keep it going. Okay. And if they choose to say no, they have that right to. Ex- look, respect that. But if they say no and you keep on going and then also they want to come back, well, hey, you know, some people, some people, they may not recognize who you are until you're in the arms of somebody else. Don't you know there are some people, they look attractive because they're with somebody else? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't Look, here, I ain't even trying to figure out why. My thing is, hey, look here. I tell people, did you pray about it? That's the, Look, look. I'm a believer of prayer and talking to God, and we got to be led by God's spirit. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. Because you know what? Let's be honest. I don't care how I say it. I don't care how anointed you are. I don't care how much you read the Bible. I don't care how much you study the Bible. You can be wrong. What do I mean? Sometimes you can miss. Sometimes you can read somebody wrong. You can be reading somebody based upon, based upon outer appearance or based upon assumption. And you can be sincere, but you can be sincerely wrong, too. That's why you have to rely upon God. Speak to God. God will reveal. And when God reveals, number one, he's going to give you confirmation and he will give you peace. But anytime you make a decision, anytime you make an assumption, and you have not consulted God, oh, you're dangerous. I tell people all the time, you got to listen to God. You got to listen to God. Yeah, yeah. Don't be offended. Yeah, uh, Dr. Fred probably just said, that. don't take, look, now don't be offended. <laughs> yeah, so you have to make sure that you listen to God. Consult with God about everything. The Bible tells us men should always pray and not faint. It simply means not who lose heart. But get this, God is the one that knows the ending from the very beginning. I don't know. So it's my responsibility to go to the Father about everything. Talk to God about everything. And I know some people, and like I said, this is me. This is me. This is what works for me. I'm just sharing y'all with this. Some people, well, you know, you ain't got to talk to God about that. He don't care about that. He don't. Me and my relationship with God, I ask God, what do I need to wear today? God, will you tell me what I need to wear? Because there may be a purpose in me wearing a specific thing to start or strike a conversation for me to witness to somebody. Yeah. And see, God may be pressing upon my spirit, hey, you need to wear this. Or he may tell me, wear this kind of fragrance. Or he may tell me, hey, you know, you go to this direction, go to that direction. And there are times where God will send me somewhere and he'll tell me to look for a person that blah, 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 blah. He'll show me a person, what a person may be wearing, what a, or how a person may be looking. And I may look crazy to some people just in case they may not, just in case they may be watching me. And I'm looking, I'm like, Lord, where's this person at? Where's the person at? And then all of a sudden, there they are, <laughs> you know. And I go up there and I say exactly what God told me to tell them, and bam, it's right on the money. How did you know? I say, look, I don't know you, but God knows you. And God sent me to tell you, blah, 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 blah. Now, I don't say what thus says the Lord. Now, all I need to do is just tell them something, 
And that's going to let them know that it ain't me talking, it's him talking. And so what I always ask God, God, every morning, even when I get ready to post, even when I get ready to make videos, this is what I always say. God, what do you want me to tell your people? What do you want your people to know? Because I don't look, I don't know the needs of people. I don't even know my own needs. But God, you know. So I need you to tell me so we can be fed because we're starving. God, you told us, give us this day our daily bread. You fed us for yesterday. Now we need the word for today. And that's that's what I say. So, yeah, when you talk to God and you rely upon God about everything, then he have access to everything in your life. Then he can supply your needs in every way, in everything, because you allow him in every area of your life. So you have to do that. Time you are restricting God in a certain area in your life, God does not have full access nor control for you. You're not allowing him to be the security for your life and in your life because you're, you're, you're hindering him. And like I always say, God's not going to go against your will. And so understanding those missing ingredients, first of all, ask yourself, those missing ingredients that you're looking, that, uh, that you may be missing in your life, is it something that they're not bringing to the table to let you know that they're not the right one? Or is it something that you are lacking in your own life or on your own table that you need to fulfill before you pursue someone or get pursued by someone before you go off for the guys, for you to go off to uh, try to win the young lady heart? Or, ladies, before you receive a man for your heart, you got to examine yourself. Are there some residue of some old things in your life? Are you able to look at this new person without the identity of the old person in your life or that was in your life? Are you able to separate the person that hurted you from the person that loves you? Are you able to identify? Because what I always say, when you're not healed, you're giving the devil access to create a false image of something to come into your life to do more damage that the other person did not finish. That person did not finish. The Bible tells us the thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And it's not just a physical destroying or death. It could be an emotional death. It could be a spiritual death. It could be that the devil trying to eliminate your love life. He's trying to scar you so the idea of love will no longer cross your mind. Hmm. And some people, well, you know, uh, 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 well, maybe it ain't meant for me to be married. Well, it ain't meant for you to be hurt all your life either. God did not intend for you to be hurt. God intends for you to be healed. But let's be honest. Sometimes devil sent the person in our life. It's because we chose the person that the devil sent. Mm. Because one thing I always believe, 
before God reveals the real thing, the devil always sent an imitation to derail us or to make us lose focus of who we need to accept. Yeah. You think about it. God knew. God 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 knows you. Look here, for the young ladies, God knows what kind of man you need. Look, God knows what kind of man you need. God knows what kind of man that's gonna sit you down. God know what kind of man that's going to, hey, raise you up. When I say sit you down, I don't mean in a derogatory way or anything like that. Because there's, look here, there are certain guys can only handle that kind of female. You. Yeah. You know. Now, now I ain't talking about some guy, oh, I want a rough neck. Uh-uh, no. And I've heard some young ladies, oh, uh, 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 I like them rough necks. Yeah, but you got to understand those roughneck guys, roughneck consequences. Look, you want the roughneck guys, but you don't want the consequences. No, no, no. Ask yourself, why you want that roughneck guy? Is it because you may feel secure? Let's be honest. Because you may feel secure, because he feel like you feel like he got that uh, uh, control mechanism where he can take charge. That's what I mean. Take charge. Well, guess what? An ordinary guy can do the same thing. But a lot of times what happens, I'm going to say this, I'm, then I'll go back to the to the guys. Some young ladies have missed out on great guys because that guy may not be handling it the way that that female think he should or think that she, he should do it. And what happened, because the lady is impatient, she'll end up throwing that good man off trying to pursue someone else and then that good man end up being with a good young lady and now they've gone off and prospering and everything. But then all of a sudden, that one that female that was impatient that tossed that good man to the side, now she's in another failed relationship and then another failed relationship. No. But then also there are some guys. There are some guys have mistreated the young lady, done her wrong, all that stuff, and left her for emotional death. And you know what happened? She picked herself up. She began to trust God, allow God to heal her. And now she with a good man that appreciates her, that acknowledges her. That look, he beat her to the kitchen. He beat her to the bathroom to make her bath water. Yeah. Baby, breakfast in bed, baby, look here. You don't have to worry about serving me. Let me serve you. Let me give you do some due diligence. Uh, let me give you some um uh uh what what that was what I'm trying to think of. Uh due benevolence. Let me give you some due benevolence. Say, baby, look here, uh <clears throat> I got somewhere I wanna take you. And you know what? You ain't got to bring nothing with you. Look here. And when that guy that did her wrong, when he see her, oh, look here. She like a totally different person. Why? Because now she was someone that appreciates her. Someone that was God sent. <laughs> Instead of you picking someone that was devil sent. So if you, look, 
if someone come the devil sent, then that's when you need to go win. <laughs> let them go or let you go. You ain't got to entertain that mess. So understanding that, that missing ingredient, allow God to expose to you, reveal to you what it is. Like I said, it's a variety of things. It could be some things that, that may be, it may be missing in that person to let you know that that's not the right one. It may be some things within you that may be missing to let you know that you're not ready. But you have to ask God what it is and who is bringing it, who is, who is bringing that missing signal. So that way you can get the healing or the revelation for you to get who God has for you in the right timing. In the right time, that is so important. <clears throat> and so, with that being said, we're going to get ready to um, uh, wrap up. Matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can read some of the yes, self-inflicted wounds. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, you know, there are so many people that were sabotaged. I've, I've, I've heard so many people that have sabotaged their own good relationships. And one of the things I always tell people about that, look at Jessica, you may be watching. Look, forgive yourself, but also what may be a good idea, if it's somebody that you wrong, don't go over that, well, you know, God knows my heart. No, if it's possible, reach out to that person. Hey, just want to let you know, that, that doesn't mean that you're trying to bargain for their life or whatever. No, if you have wronged someone, hey, go there, ask for forgiveness. Ask for forgiveness because understand that forgiveness, it may not be for them. It might be for you. If you go up there and you ask God, you know, you ask that person that you've done wrong, you know, I apologize, blah, 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 blah. And if you think about it, if you are responsible enough to do that, God can entrust you with what he want to give you. But as long as you, well, no, anger, anger. But, you know, uh, 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 God forgave me and, you know, God understand. Uh, yeah, God understand. You need to get off your do nothing and do something. Go over there to that person to tell them you apologize. You did it wrong. And I'm not just saying, well, you know, if I did anything to offend, uh-uh. No, you know what you did. The Bible tells us confession is good for the soul. And it's not just benefiting them, like I said. That person may be coming up to you. Look, you go to that person and say, you know what? I just wanted to know. Um, I know I did you wrong. I just want to say uh, I apologize. Would you forgive me? You'd be surprised. That person that you hurt may come back to heal you, may come back to bless you. That person may say, you know what? I appreciate you. You know, it is. It takes a big person to acknowledge that, yes, I forgive you, and I forgave you when it first happened, but I want to tell you, I appreciate you. I want you to know when you did that, I want you to know, yeah, it hurt it, but I was praying for you for such a time as this. I've been praying for you. I've been praying for not only for God to help you to see, but I want you to, I wanted you to be healed because I knew even though you did it, that wasn't the real you. But I want you to know that I'm praying for you because I'm going to tell you something. When a person has been hurt, and instead of that person who was hurt trying to retaliate, but that person that was hurt is praying for that person healing, look here, I'm telling you. And God may have allowed that person 
Once you go to them to confess, that person may come back to bless you, to heal you, for you to become whole. So, yeah, if you've done somebody wrong, hey, if it's possible, hey, go to that person and acknowledge. Acknowledge what you did. One thing I always say, you got to own up to your your mistakes. If you were responsible enough to do it, you're responsible enough to confess it. Do it. Regardless if it's in person or over the phone or whatever, do it from the heart. Because this may be the opportunity for you to get the help, get the healing and the wholeness that you need. Hmm. Remember, God bless obedience. God may be look, God may have been dealing with you for years telling you, hey, you need to go to that person. Well, you know, I go to anybody else, but not the, and you still disobedient disobedience. No, so let God reveal to you that missing ingredient. And I'm telling you, you will not go wrong when you're obedient to God. When you do what God tells you to do, look here. I'm telling you from firsthand experience, God can bless you, but you got to allow him to. So with that being said, whatever it is, we're going to give it to God. We're going to trust God. We're going to give everything to God and allow him to reveal, allow him to heal, allow him to be able to do what he does best, and that's be God. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we coming to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We coming to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. So, God, we coming to you right now, God. First of all, God, we ask you, Lord, to forgive us, God. There's anything that's unlike you right now, God. Cleanse us, heal us, and make us whole. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speak it right now, God, for those who may be watching, those who may be looking at this video, God, or even listening to the podcast, the audio version, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that you minister to them right now, God. Help them to understand, God, if there's anything that's in their life that's missing right now, God, reveal to them first, God, if they're missing in the relationship with you right now, God, anything thing that they may be missing. It might be the intimacy. It might be spending more time with your word right now, God. Spending more quality time hearing your voice, God. Studying the studying your word, God. Reveal to them, God, and help them and heal them in every area of their lives right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we speaking right now, God, <clears throat> even if these are the ingredients that are missing, God, if it's from somebody else that's in our life right now, God, help us, God, to, to, to know what it is and even to accept, God, that we can't change folks. We're not there to make folks. And, God, we know, God, if they if you won't go against their will, we should not go against their will. Help us, God, to uh, accept what you reveal right now, God, and help us to be at peace right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now. In the name of Jesus, and Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the healing right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the restoration, God. We thank you, Lord, for the recovery right now, God. Lord, we thank you, all for your head of protection, God. God, things could have been bad, but God, you stepped in and you protected us right now, and we thank you for it right now. God, we even speaking right now, God, in a hospital room, God. Touch and heal bodies right now in the name of Jesus from the crown of their head to the sword of their feet. God, we holding up God on Korean right now. God, holding him up before you right now. God, 
God, we speak, God, that you encourage right now, God, that you heal, God, that you bring deliverance right now, God. And not just for him, but there's anybody else in the hospital right now, God. Touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Right now, God. God, if there are those who may be grieving right now, God. God, we speak, God, that you comfort them right now, God. Them right now, God. God, we hold up right now, God. Everyone right now, God, that may be going through right now, God, letting them know, God, that trouble don't last always, God. God, help them, God, to look up upon the hills which come from their, come their help. Their help come from you, God. Help us, God, to continue, God, to look upon the hills, God. Help us right now, God, to not look at the valley, but look up to the hills right now, God. Help us, God, to trust in you, to trust you in every area of our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, we thank you all for everything you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank you all for uh, watching this episode. If you want to get in contact with me, feel free to get in contact with me. My name is Brother Prater, and um, I'm on Facebook. For those who may be uh, on Facebook, you can um, see my videos, my daily devotions, and also those who maybe want to go to the website, you can go to brotherprater.com. You will see my daily devotion and videos and also my personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men, and I don't have the book right beside me, but I'm going to find it. I have next week, <laughs> but um, a few good men was written to inform men the needs and the responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless they're with them or not. But also, their book is not just for men, but it's also for ladies too, for ladies to understand what the needs of men are, and also to help them um, find a future, present or future husband, or possible present or future father for present future children. Also, the other book is called um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life, and it's a story pertaining to my sister, Sheila Prater. And um, it's about our life and our journey together. And um, before we get ready to uh, go, what I'm going to do, this is, uh, right now it's uh, 926. Uh, Just to let y'all know, I'm going to get ready to end the show, but what I will be doing in about 55 more minutes, I will be coming back. I will be coming back, um, not on the audio version, but I'm going to be on the the social media platforms in about 55 more minutes. Um, and I'll be explaining why. Uh, in 55 more minutes, I'll give y'all, um, I'll give y'all a countdown, and I'll be back on there uh, for this specific day. And so I thank y'all for watching this video, and I pray that you've been blessed, you've been helped, you've been healed, but most importantly, know who you are, but most importantly, know who God is. So I appreciate y'all, and I thank y'all for watching and listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, and good night.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.